0: This message was brought to you by Christian Service.
1: My name is Greg the Scott. I am your host for the Fancy File Podcast. It is the greatest underground podcast that you've never listened to. And if you're listening to it, it's no longer underground. But I
0: mean, we no. are recording this in my basement.
1: We're in a basement? Yes. Right.
0: So it is still underground.
1: Spoiler alert for everyone that doesn't know where we are. Now we've got to find a new bunker. Why, <laughs> <laughs> Rexy? Did I tell them who I was? I am your host, Greg the Scott, and I welcome you to the Fancy File Podcast, which I already said, so you get it twice, twice the fun, twice the excitement. And isn't there scriptural proof for like two or three witnesses? So now you know. But can I, I can't be my, the same witness twice. That's it. It's over. I hope that you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, everybody. And before we get in and I introduce the co-panelists, co-pilots, Tears... Fancy Fialite Tears. No, we're not going to use that one. I would like to encourage everybody, if you haven't done it already, you need to venture off. Do it right now while, while, while you listen to the smooth sounds of my voice. Go on your app, Facebook, and find two. One, Christian Service. And Christian Service is the ministry that uh, we kind of organize, which basically oversees what we do. Which is really the Fancy file Podcast right now. But we do have plans. There's plans. We have dreams and more dreams. So like Christian Service, uh, somebody eventually will post something on there.
0: About something.
1: (laughs) Eventually. 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 And then find the Fancy File uh, podcast on Facebook. Like and subscribe. And click the notification button. But don't just stop right there. Find us on YouTube. The Christian Service something. Christ, yeah, there it is. All Christian service find it, because then you'll find all our videos, not only for the fancy files, but you'll find other things like Mick chucking himself down a flight of stairs. And sometimes we like to preach to each other and record it. You might ask, "Why? why not? Don't you guys do that? Don't Christian friends get together and record their sermons? I mean, I've recorded myself preaching in the woods. I haven't. That's a lie. I'm speaking to something I will do. And then I'll record it on my phone and be like, Ezra, you fixed this. <laughs>
0: That's fair. That is my primary function.
1: Fixing my phone. Um, thank <laughs> you, buddy, for what I need you to do for me in the future when I break it. Uh, so yeah, like us on YouTube. Uh, you can also find our podcasts on Spotify, on, on Google Podcasts, which I was very excited to find out it was there, because that's the one I use. And iTunes. Is there another
0: one, Mickey? Yes, uh, there is Wisdom. Mickey!
1: Well, it's Apple Podcasts. <laughs> yes. And
2: Wisdom doesn't technically have our... It doesn't have it? So, it's complicated. Anyways, we'll be doing live talks on there soon enough. Man. But, uh, because we are now top wisdomers? There's, hmm. it's the whole system. And uh, we were happy we were invited to join the platform, and we did. So, uh, we'll be doing that. Potentially, we'll be doing uh, Dear Christian Service uh, talks on wisdom. As opposed to simply videos on our YouTube page. Yes. And for those who don't know, Dear Christian Service is when we answer your questions.
0: Yep. So feel free to comment on this video, uh, message us directly to the Christian Service page or the Fancy Files page. Yes. Give us your questions you have about faith, about Christian life, even about us. If it's not too personal, we may answer. And by the way, to the panelists, you may also put questions in there. Yes. Like,
1: why is Mickey so amazing? And then we can answer that question. Because he's Mick. No, we, no, we don't answer that question yet.
0: Not yet. Not oh, yeah. So, no. oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. I guess. Spoiler
1: alert. If you do have any questions, either one, do something we've said in the podcast. Maybe you need clarification on. Uh, or we will hopefully respond. Uh, and I said this in the last podcast, sometimes we will misspeak. I do like to listen to the podcast that we record just to, to see what I've said, to make sure I've said it well. And I notice that sometimes I fumble over my words or what I was thinking. Don't come out of the mouth. That's a problem. Something gets lost in translation. So I have to have a conversation with my translation department. Bingo. <laughs> what are you doing, boys? And um, so if we say something that's off and you feel, okay, that's not correct. Uh, Or you need clarity, you know, you said this, is that what you meant? And then we can clarify what we actually mean and what we believe because we don't want especially nowadays, because if you misspeak once, you will end up, I'm waiting to find the fancy file uh, page on some discernment site. These guys are wrong. It might already exist. Uh, And hopefully it's not started by anyone in this group. That'd be really funny. (laughs) We went like full on discernment against ourselves. (laughs) Okay. So, um, if you have a question and, and even if it's a Bible question, if you have a question that you would like us to answer, we'd love to do uh, an episode or maybe a few episodes on you know uh, fancy files questions and answers. So if there's questions and answers that you have, uh, maybe you know we can uh, you know write it in and we can we can do that.
2: So we don't do announcements on here, generally. Announcements are for our services. One of the most entertaining parts of our church services are the announcements, uh, as we've been told. But we do have an announcement last podcast Greg spoke about when he spoke in a conference. So keep an eye out as we will be announcing the Christian Service Presents. Name is uncertain so far, but we have a conference. And so maybe we'll be in a town near you. And that'd be cool. Uh, if you send us a message saying what town you are near, so we may go there.
1: And just to clarify, when we say a town near you, we mean to people who live in Quebec and in <laughs> eastern Ontario. For I'm... now. Because we are poor. <laughs> Silver and gold have I none. And I mean it. Okay? <laughs> we don't get paid to do this. And we're not saying that so you guys will give us money. No, 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 no. Uh, th- this is... It's a
0: passion project. Yes. Yes. Passion.
1: Bro. It's we believe it's ministry, obviously, and um, and we do it because we love to do it. We feel that God has laid it on our hearts to do it. Uh, you know, our studio is in someone's workspace. We won't say who it is, but they know who they are. Uh, it, it literally, we're in an apartment in the basement, and you know, for some people, this would be the size of a closet. So you could almost say, Fancy Files is in a fancy closet. Now, before we dive in, and I have to obviously you know announce the co-hosts. Do I? Let's just let it be a surprise. There might be there might be a a fifth person here that we can't say who it is. Everyone's like, who is it? Well, I don't know. Let's What's just the call it? them Dazzle. <laughs> Hurrah! <laughs> uh, first of all, Christian service because we talk about Christian service and we you know joke. What is it? What's well, in the name? Uh, but. Mick, would you like to explain a bit on what Christian service is, like the ministry itself? So Christian service is devoted to
2: sharing God's word, either through church services or the podcast, videos online. Soon we'll be able to say books, conferences. This thing is growing incredibly big, incredibly quickly. But, oh, and I forgot music as well we're not trying to take over the world or anything which i guess sounds like someone who wants to take over the world I'd say, but that's not our, our goal no, our goal is that everyone is equipped to hear the gospel and it is equipped to give it and share it and uh, christian service is just devoted to doing that and what started out humbly around a campfire many years ago is between four walls a ceiling
1: a floor uh i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> well here we are oh, okay there it is <laughs> yeah so if you like the christian service page when things get going we can announce on there what we're doing is the plan was we wanted to do and i say the word revival service but it's kind of i know for some people it's like well, what does revival service mean and they might think up something wild but you know we believe in having these like we were trying to do once a month church events where we you know get together uh, and we'd have worship, we'd have a message, you know, fellowship sometimes would would follow, well, always would follow, but not everyone would stay for the fellowship, uh, and then, and it started off, like, we didn't know how many people were going to come, and it's, and some people came, and, and maybe the numbers, if, I'm not going to say the numbers, but if we did, if some of you are like, I go to a massive church, that's nothing, well, we are from the province of Quebec, so if you have a church any time of a church service, if you get in some cases more than twenty people, that could be a success, because there's this. There's not a lot. Not that there isn't born again Christians, but there's not a lot. And if you're not a say paid pastor, if it's just a bunch of lay people doing it, then it's like the fact that people showed up is fantastic, and that's that's what God was doing through us. And and then unfortunately, the P word. Happen or it's the c word we won't say what it is but then that kind of ruins stuff a bit and but that n- does not mean that god his plan has stopped because then we were able to focus on the podcast that's facts 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 on facts so for those of you who do live within the montreal area and listen to this podcast that are interested in what's going on when events take place we will post it and then and we encourage you guys to come We'd love to have you. All right. I would like to announce my team here today. So I have, obviously, as you heard, his wonderful voice, the Mighty Mick.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: You're welcome. Good. You feel good? I feel good. Thank you. Thank you, Old Duke. Good. Next to him, <laughs> we have Ezra Rexy. Don't call me the Ezosaurus Rex. How do you feel, sir? It's always a good time, Greg. How are you doing? I'm alive and thriving. Excellent. Don't I look like I thrive? Always. The epitome of man. I had a Poutine. I'm thriving. Some people are like, what does that mean? <laughs> oh. It's cheese curds, french fries, and Poutine sauce. I don't like to say the word gravy because it's not a hot chicken sandwich. It's that's, not, that, that's not good. It is good. But I do not believe in putting just any old cheese and gravy on french fries. Oh no. Some of y'all do that, and y'all need to stop. Just don't. Don't insult us. Cultural appropriation. Yeah, hello. (laughs)
0: Looking at you, Ontario. (laughs) I'm Actually, i got to say something.
1: Okay, maybe, but I went to a place in Guelph, Ontario, so shout out to anyone who's listening in Guelph, where they served very good poutine. It was so good, so... I don't even know how to describe it. I want to say sick, meaning there was so much stuff in it that I had to actually stop. And then I was catcalled, like, you're from Quebec, you can't finish it? I was like, hold on. Gave him my hat, and then I finished it. And, I, and I, I asked the guy, I was like, this is really good. Where's Where did you learn to make this? And he's like, well, I'm from Joliet, which is
0: a city in Quebec. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, that's why. Nice okay, He's, he's Quebecois. He wasn't an Ontarian then, he was a Quebecer. Living in Ontario. My accusation stands.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel that for me, it's that people in, in Ontario, it still can be done. If either a Quebecer does it, or if someone sits at the foot of a Quebecer. Okay, that's okay. fair. All right. We'll, fair. We'll,
0: call, we'll call it fair. Fair enough. With now, those
1: rules. Rexy is the second half of a tag team duo who said person has been missing for a while. And they have been our tag team champions, because it's the only tag team we have thus far. Still waiting on Mick to, you know, ladies. He's single, by the way. And, uh... <laughs> I don't know if he likes it or not, but we're putting it out there.
0: (laughs) How is Robin doing? Oh, she's well. She's enjoying the, the warm weather that's coming. And she's enjoying the fact that the snow is receding slowly.
1: By the time this is released, if there's snow on the ground, I will cry. Yeah. No, I think by the time this is released, which should be in early May, there won't be any snow on the ground, so... Outside of that one snow pile in some parking lot that everyone dumps their snow there. Yeah. City dumps their snow.
0: Well, here's hoping anyway. Right. We do still live in Canada. Right. Yeah, but it's May still. And we're in southern Canada. We're not in Icawit.
1: Shout out to anyone from Icawit that's listening. If you're from Icawit, write us on in. We will send you a Christian service no prize. And last but definitely not least, we have the token girl of the group, Melanie.
3: It's always a pleasure to be the token girl.
1: I wasn't finished introducing you. I
3: thought you were done. I'm sorry,
1: Melanie Kama. Oh, she is our. What, what what would you be to the group besides the token girl? Here,
3: I don't know. I thought you were going to tell me
1: our theological defender of the faith.
3: Wow. Okay, what I you, accept.
1: You accept? Good. I accept. She will fight you to the death, uh, Paladin <laughs> Melanie. Not like like metaphorical death. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
3: No one's getting killed here. No one no, got harmed in the no recording getting,
1: of this podcast. No, I mean, we're not, I'm not worried about dying. <laughs> but y'all out there want to challenge her? Do it at your own risk. <laughs> Poor Melody. She's a great addition, by the way. We're very happy to have her. And all she did was she wrote in and said, Shout me out. And then we're like, Why don't you come on in? And that's what we did. So shout out to Melanie. And shout out to my mom. Thanks for listening, mom. Hi, Greg's mom. You are the faithful. Fancy file eight of of the whole Fancy file eights. <laughs> And by the way if you've been listening For any period of time But especially those who've been listening from the very beginning And we actually see you And you come and talk to us and say well done uh, Even if you don't say well done You're like this is horrible but I still listen Hey if you want a shout out We will shout out your name We'll shout out your mom's name We'll shout out whoever you would like us to shout out We'll have a whole episode of just shout outs shout them on out boys and melanie lady (laughs) (laughs) and that concludes the first part of the fancy files yay now we go into the deep dive you are about to enter the fancy file zone oh dear all right so last week we started a brand new series hopefully a short one uh, where we're going through the verses one and two of romans chapter 12 uh, and we ended off talking about how that we are to be living sacrifices. And that is so just to remind us to bring us to remembrance and like make sure I do not repeat everything. And it goes fifty the minutes. But just quickly, Bible tells us, and actually, before I dive in, I want to get you to read the verses. And by you, I mean, Mick. So everyone who's listening knows who I'm talking to. So Mick, can you please read Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2?
2: Yes, I'll be reading from the New King James. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable, and perfect will of God.
1: Amen. Amen. Well done, Mick. I love it that you read the word. I love reading the word. Good. I think everyone else out there that listens to this podcast loves it that you read the word. They should. And by the way, if you love Mickey, go check out Mick's block, which apparently was for kids. I didn't know this. I thought it was for me. It's for the young
0: and the young at heart.
1: Okay. But I still don't feel like that applies to me. I'm old. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Uh, if you want to see Mick throw... First of all, if you just want to see Mick, go look it up. Second, if you want to see Mick chuck himself down a flight of stairs, go check it out. And honestly, he does a really good job at putting this together. I'm very impressed. He has different characters and he, and he brings out some really cool life lessons. So if you're a fancy flylight and you enjoy our podcasts, you might enjoy Mick's block. Yes. <laughs> there it is. And there might be future stuff coming down the pipe, by the way. So we may do some special one-off podcasts, maybe more deep dives into some verses or topics or that. So uh, I do not promise this will happen, but it might happen. But so if something else comes up and you
0: see it, you've already been warned. Of course. And the best way to keep informed and up to date as to what happens, Facebook pages. Follow them. We have Facebook pages. Yes. All right. We I gave a whole mentioned thing on them that. before. Right.
1: Maybe I should also like and follow. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So last week we talked about how we are to be a living sacrifice. And so if you're if you hear the word sacrifice, immediately that brings up it could bring up an image of well one of Jesus' sacrifice and also the Old Testament sacrifices. And the whole idea is that when you bring that sacrifice, one, you're doing it out of a willing heart. That's what God wants. He doesn't want you to give the sacrifice because it's some rigid command that if I don't follow this, it's game over. That's not what God wants because they were actually doing that. And the thing is, when you're following rigid commands, it's not from the heart. And then you can still go and do what you're not supposed to do. That's what Israel was doing. They were told not to be idolatrous. So while they were giving the sacrifices and looking on the outside like a very religious nation, they were at the same time worshiping Baal or Baal, however you say it and doing all sorts of idolatry, and wickedness, and ungodliness. And God was like, I'm, I'm tired of your sacrifices. I, I want I do away with it. Because what does he want? He wants our hearts. He wants us to follow him from a pure heart. So as Christians, on the outside, we can do all these things and call it a sacrifice. Uh, we can go to church. Uh, we can say a prayer. We can read our devotions. We can do our good deeds of the day. We can do all this. We can give. If it's not from a heart of dedication to the Lord, it does not please God. He wants us from our hearts to give ourselves wholly and completely to him. That's the second aspect of it. As a sacrifice, you are given over completely to the Lord. Consecration. The can be a scary word for some believers, and it shouldn't be. If we understand what it truly means. I actually believe it's a very beautiful thing. Like the whole Old Testament, I know some people get freaked out with the Old Testament. And you even have some Christian leaders, some, not all, who are calling us to unhook ourselves from the Old Testament. Uh, No, it's very beautiful reading the Old Testament. And I I find for me as a born-again Christian, reading the Old Testament and seeing the law of God, which defines holiness and, and God's standards, for me it's a beautiful thing. Because as a born again Christian, my heart's been changed. And my heart's desire is to love God. Therefore, the things of God I will love. Now I know I can't keep the law and I'm not following the Lord under these like it's a command type thing. I'm in relationship with him. He's my father and I love him. So we talked about that last week. That we need to look at it as this is from the heart and, and we're in relationship that, you know, when God is is speaking to us and he's calling us to, to, to do this, it's from a place of compassion. It's from a place of tender mercy. He wants us to do this and he wants us to do this because we love him, not because it's some, you know, he's an overlord or he's our boss or he's our sergeant and we're in the military and you better follow or you're kicked out. No, he does it because he wants us to follow him. And he, he calls us to follow him from a place of, of love and compassion and mercy. Knowing that we're weak. Because I know that some people will hear living sacrifice and that will scare them. Maybe you've heard a sermon that might have been legalistic. Instead of a call to give yourself completely to Jesus Christ from a position of love and commitment because you're in union and relationship with him. Do you view your walk with God as a relationship? Do you even view it as a walk? Walk with, when you go for a walk with somebody, okay, it's two people going together. They're, they're in relationship, whether they're married or they're family or they're dating or they're friends, there's a relationship there. You're walking, you're connecting. There's a sense of intimacy there, vulnerability. You're opening up to that person. You're sharing. It's not some, you better come walk with me, Buster. Or else, that's not a friendship. That's not a relationship. So our walk with God is like that. We are in an intimate, c- close relationship with God and we get to go with Him and, and there's that you know, opening ourselves up to Him and, and, and giving ourselves to Him because He's worthy. Mm. Does anyone want to add anything to that before we move on? Yes, sir!
0: Yeah, I, I think all of that is completely true. And I think that using the imagery of a sacrifice is important, because you can't get that sacrifice back. In the Old Testament, you would offer a sacrifice for multiple different reasons. One was the remission of sins. So we're not offering ourselves to God as a sacrifice for the remissions of sins. That's not what we're looking at. But there was sacrifices of worship. There were sacrifices of thanksgiving. And those are the sacrifices that Paul is asking us to offer ourselves as, right? And when you give yourself as a sacrifice to God, it's not an act of, Oh Lord, please forgive me, because we already have Christ. Christ was the perfect sacrifice for our sins. But when we offer ourselves as a sacrifice, it's to worship him, to serve him, to thank him for his sacrifice for the remission of sins. And it's uh, it, it's a way to say, Lord, like I will serve you for the rest of my days. Right, I'm giving myself to the Lord, and you can't you can't give that or take that back. You've given it to God. God is using it for His purposes.
1: Excellent. Yeah.
2: And I think as opposed to like Old Testament sacrifices, right? The word "living" again. Yep. As to all of it, because it is an active sacrifice. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, that's and, the point. Um, This idea that it is an act of yielding of the will, Mm. um, I think, is very important. And we can't forget that when we read a passage like this, so that we don't fall into legalism of, I'm just doing because I have to. Mm -hmm. Um, Where it's like, no, this is what it looks like, I guess, to follow Christ.
1: Amen, yeah. God deserves our very best. He deserves all of us. That's what he's worthy of. Not half half-hearted devotion won't do and like i said i was talking a bit about this last time it's not because i know that we'll hear living sacrifice and we think but i'm not perfect i still fail so therefore he doesn't have everything no it's sanctification you're going to grow in your walk that the more you get closer to him the more you're going to grow it's the heart is your heart fully for him Mm. that's the first step through this whole process If your heart isn't fully full for him, then you need to have a heart transplant. Mm. You need to deal with it. You need to figure out what is going on. Why am I going through this? Why isn't my heart with him? Does something else have your heart? Because that was Israel's problem. Something else had their heart. Multiple things had their hearts. And as Christians, if we're not careful, many things can have our hearts. So we need to... Look, living sacrifice means... There's death involved. Because when something is sacrificed, something dies. And Paul talks about how he dies daily. Mm. Uh, Jesus said, any man comes after me, let him deny himself, take up the cross daily. And if you don't do that, you can't be my disciple. Daily self-sacrifice. Yep. That's that's so important for us as Christians.
0: It has to be a daily thing. Yes, sir. And on that note, when Christ says, take up your cross and follow me as mick is very fond of saying when you see a man carrying his cross you know where he's going and you know he's not coming back the cross was not a symbol of love and peace back in the day like to to say i'm carrying like someone is like carrying their cross that means they're going off to execution mm-hmm. so like to to say carry your cross today with modern times would be, well, carry your syringe for lethal injection. Carry your electric chair. No, you're going off, and you're not coming back. And the whole idea is, as you mentioned, we are to die to ourselves. Our will, our lives, what we want to do with our life, needs to die. We need to completely and wholly submit ourselves to God by dying to ourselves. We can still do the things we like. That's not, it's not to say you can't go and watch a movie now and again. But what it is saying is, my will for my life is secondary. God's will comes first. And if that means I have to give up something I love, well, I'm going to give up that. Because my old self is dead. I'm living for God.
1: Yeah, good point. Yeah, excellent. As we continue in this important point to bring up. Uh, in our walking with the Lord, is that we need to develop a totally sold out and self-sacrificing relationship with Jesus Christ. That needs to be your priority. Okay, you got to be all in. Like this whole idea that you can flip flop is unacceptable in the sight of God. Don't call yourself a born again Christian if there's flip flopping going on. And when you read in Revelation the the letters. Given to the churches, there's some lever- letters where one it's like you've left your first love, you're lukewarm. Repent and do the first works. He doesn't want you to lose the fire. Like oh well, it was God's will for me to lose the fire. Really? Wow. What kind of doctrine have you accepted that uh, blames God for your failure? When in the Book of Revelation, Jesus very clearly says, "Repent and do and do the first works." I'd rather you hot and cold than lukewarm. He wants us totally sold out for him. Okay? You'll get people that are totally sold out for their sports teams. They're, they ain't moving no matter how bad their team is. They are diehard. Their team will be in last place and f- trade half the team, fire the coach, like total rebuild. I'm talking about my team. And they will not (laughs) budge. Or your soccer team didn't qualify for the World Cup. And you're still going to cheer for them next time. Because you're sold out. You're all in. Be like that with Jesus. And the thing is with Jesus. Is the game's over. He's won. So that means you're not cheering on a losing side. Even Mm -hmm. though many times you feel like you're losing. But that's because you forgot your position and your identity in Christ which is seated in heavenly places at the right hand of the Father. Mm. Brothers and sisters, brethren, be totally sold out. Have that self sacrificing relationship with Jesus Christ. Be all in. Settle your mind today. Enough is enough. God has done a work in my life and I need to live it out. Mm. As Paul says, work out your salvation, not work for it. Work out from the position that you've been saved. Work it out. Live it out. Do it. Come on. We can do it. He's given you the Holy Spirit. He's given you the tools to do this. Now, I have a question from my group of panelists here. The self-sacrificing life, what does that look like in the life of a believer? Specifically, what does it look like in your life? And, and this will, obviously, from person to person, you know, the way they might express that might be differently, but the end result will always be the same. Mr. Mick, go
2: first. Am I allowed to use the verse we're looking at right now?
1: Sure. <laughs>
2: All right. So it says, you know, present your, your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God. And I believe that how it's supposed to look uh, personally is that, like I said earlier, a living sacrifice is an active yielding um, of our will so that God may use us as instruments of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Holy, we are separated from the world. We are set aside, set apart, so we do not look like the world. We are dedicated and really set aside for a purpose. We're not just, like, we're we're not simply not doing things in order to gain anything. We've separated ourselves unto holiness, unto Christ, and then acceptable. Well, our separation and our active yielding is... Um, according to God's will, acceptable to God. Amen. It is rooted in the truth mm. that God has set a standard and that that is how he wants us to look. And won't, we won't get into it um, in this study, but you know, uh, I think it's verses 9, right? That In that same chapter, Romans 12, verses 9 and on, really talks about what it looks like to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, that's my answer.
1: Why don't you read verse 9? I think it's a good verse.
2: Oh, all right. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence. Fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulations. Continuing steadfastly in prayer. Distributing to the needs of the saints. Given to hospitality?
0: Yeah, that's a good answer. I think, in general, and this is a very general, broad statement, I think it means to say no to the things I want to do if it means doing the will of God. Mm. Right? So, if I don't feel like going out one day and I'd rather just sit at home, pop some popcorn, watch a movie, but I could be going out and sharing the gospel, I could be editing a podcast that contains the gospel so millions of people can hear it. Or maybe I have work to do in the church or regardless, fill in the blank living as a sacrifice unto God means I have to put down some of the things that I want to do to do the things that God has asked me to do. It's saying what I want is not as important as what God wants. Hmm. If you know, God wants me to go out and do street ministry it doesn't matter if I'm comfortable doing it. It doesn't matter if I'd rather be doing something else. If that's what God has has for me to do, I'm going to go do it living as a sacrifice. I'm sacrificing myself, my own desires, my own will, and putting it on the altar that God will give me his will, his desire. Mm. Yeah.
3: Mm, I think through the sanctification process, God convicts different Christians of different things because there are some things that are specific to me that won't be specific to you, you, and that's okay. And so what I'm going to say is what God convinced me of, but I'm not trying to impose this on anyone, but I've been convicted of not watching certain shows, of not listening to secular music, to not listening to even certain Christian bands, controversial. I won't be naming names this time.
1: But next
0: time.
3: (laughs) But, um, and like, even like Ezra said, um, evangelism, that's something I didn't want to do. But God, recently, in the recent years, he's put this on my heart. And he's been like, this is something that you have to do. And this is something that I've called you to personally. And so I had to say, okay, God, like, my life is not my own. My life is yours. and." I don't want you to withhold anything from me and I want to walk in this faithfully. And so I, it's all about obedience. It's all about obedience and faith and I'm not doing any of this to earn a blessing. It's just, it's this conviction that he's put in me and I, and I have to do it because I feel it so strongly in my heart. So, Mm. yeah.
0: And I think it's also important to note that if that's not, you, if you are a Christian and you are living for God and there are things that God has called you to do that you don't want to do, understand you're not, you're not sinning by not desiring these things. We're human, we are fallen, and God's word even said, I will give you the strength to will and to do the will of God right? He says, I know you're fallen creatures. I know you don't want the things of God, but I will change you. I will give you the strength to desire holiness, to desire my will. So you don't have to stir up the things of God in your own heart. God is merciful and gracious Mm -hmm. and knows that we're fallen, knows that we're broken. Mm -hmm. And he said, of his own power and his own strength he will give us the strength to even desire what he wants for us. So if that's you if you're saying, well, why why are these people talking about, you know, desiring to do evangelism or God called them to do evangelism and they don't feel like it. What is what does that even mean? Well, it means that God called us to do it and he's giving us the strength to even desire it mm-hmm. in those moments where we're weakest and we don't even want to do it.
3: Amen. It's good. So
0: if if you're in that position, don't don't fret, don't don't be down, but pray for it. God says He will give it to you if you ask. Mm. So ask Him to strengthen you to even desire His will. If that's where you're at right now. So good. Amen. All
1: right, a few things I want to look at in verse one that I believe will help the the child of God in their growth. First of all, and someone already brought this up. I was at Mick. Talked about the living sacrifice. So, that that living means it's a daily thing. As long as you're alive, you got to be that sacrifice. So, I think that is where the struggle is the whole daily consecration thing, the whole daily sanctification thing. But it is important for us as Christians to get to that place where we are growing. So, if we get the mindset that I am a living sacrifice, I am dying daily, like Paul said, I die daily. Uh, And he wasn't talking about physically, but dying to self. Then that will help us because it's like, look, as as Ezra said, there's going to be a lot of stuff that in the flesh we're going to want to do. Obviously, there's going to be that aspect that's sinful. But then other things are not sinful. And Paul even brings that up that there are, you know, things that it's not unlawful, but isn't is it good? I'm paraphrasing it. Yeah, useful. And why is that brought up? Because our goal now it's not. It's not happiness. Like you know, a lot of people, their whole goal in life is happiness. Are you happy? Is this person make you happy? Is that happy? Everything's sort of happiness of man. Uh, there's gonna be times that life's not gonna be easy. Mm. If you think that becoming a Christian is all about happiness, the minute something bad happens to you because you're a Christian, which the Bible warns will happen, uh, then you're you're done. You're out. You don't wanna live for God. Mm. No, the focus is on Him. He is the reason we live. We're a daily sacrifice, a living sacrifice, meaning it never stops. You never stop being that sacrifice. When the day ends, it goes into the next day, and so on and so forth until Christ calls you home. It's a lifetime ministry. A lot of Christians are like, I I don't know what my ministry is. Yeah, you do. It's to be a living sacrifice. That's your ministry. You don't need to be a pastor. You don't need to get paid money. You don't need to travel the world to have a ministry, a fruitful, Christ-ordained, Christ-honoring, Christ-glorifying ministry, a living sacrifice. You're given completely to him. You're set aside completely for him. You're consecrated totally for him. You belong to him. Jesus shed his blood on the cross, and the Father, through the shedding of blood, purchased himself a people, the bride of Christ. You're saved. You are a part of that Bride. His purchased possession. You belong to him. The sacrifice has been brought. Before God. And as at uh, the sacrifices of old. When the sacrifice was brought. You do not go and take it back. It's gone. It's out of your hands. When you go and give yourself to God. When you've given yourself to Jesus. When you were saved. Born again. That was it. You can't take yourself back. That's why. That is why Jesus says, count the cost. Count the cost. And then uses examples of people who go for war, and if they don't have enough army, make peace. If you're going to build something, make sure you have everything you need. Count the cost. As a Christian, when we give ourselves to him, we better make sure we count on the cost. Because I think far too many people, they don't understand what they're doing. They don't understand what they're giving themselves to. In some circles uh they'll hear messages it's just like a pep talk it's like going to a tag talk or some you know or it's like you're in the locker room and the coach is giving you a you know hype, hype you up message go out for half you know it's halftime let's go out and win the game for skip for coach and that's how they feel that's what christianity is for some people they go and they, hey you can you can be the best you you can do this you can do that and it has nothing to do with jesus and then at the end there's some salvation message maybe and repeat this prayer and they get quote-unquote saved because they repeated a prayer uh and they really don't know what they're giving themselves to they don't understand what christianity really is for some people it's about making money getting healthy it's not about jesus to them to some people and that's unfortunate maybe to you this is what you've heard maybe you grew up in something like that and now you finally realize what the gospel is Mm. what it means to give your life to him Jesus gave us all. We've talked about this before, where in some circles they don't like hymns. And I partially know why some of them don't like hymns. It's because the theology is so challenging hmm. that if the hymns were sung, revival would break out.
3: It's good.
1: You think of a hymn, all to Jesus I surrender, all to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him. I can't remember the rest of it
0: in then, his presence daily life thank
1: you and then i surrender all i surrender all all to thee my blessed savior i surrender all and i remember someone that used to go to a to a church that i went to said to me that they were they were singing that song they were leading worship and singing that song and then the pastor got up and said, some people like to sing this song, but they really are singing I surrender some. And that convicted that convicted him. You know, and it was for something specific, and 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 then they 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 responded. But how many Christians, when they sing I surrender all, they're all they really mean I surrender some? That theology is very convicting. It is. Then the song Nothing Between My Soul and My Savior, if you know that song. That song is very convicting. A lot of the new songs, and I'm not saying that there, there aren't convicting new songs. There are. But there's a lot of new songs, the hype you up song, and, you know, how great we are, how wonderful we are. You're not going to be convicted like that. So I think in some, in some circles, not all, I'm not broad brushing and saying every church does this, but if there are a few out there, they don't want these songs sung, and that's the reason the theology can, will convict. Mm. It, because the gospel, the true gospel of Jesus Christ calls you to totally surrender your life to him. And there is that aspect of like, you know, when you join the military, you're a soldier now. You're, you have no rights. Sergeant says, get up at five. You're getting up at five. That's it. That's all. As a Christian, when you give yourself to the Lord. Who you are your old life is done and we looked at that in past po- podcasts i would encourage you to go look at the series we did on identity if you want to dive in more into that but we really need to come back to consecration totally sold out for jesus christ daily daily walk second thing says present your bodies you all of you not part of you your your eyes are your eyes given over to jesus christ what are you watching what are you watching what are you allowing into your eyes? What do you give your your eyes to? Your ears, what are you listening to? Is it sacrifice worthy? Your mind, what do you think about? Your hands, your feet, what do you walk towards? What do your hands go about doing? Your mouth, what comes out of your mouth? What do you put into your mouth? Guilty, I'm talking about poison. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no, but our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit We need to learn to honor God with our bodies This is something that I've been convicted of lately What comes out of our, of our mouth? Do we uplift people with our words or we tear them down? Are you holding anything back? And if you're struggling with holding back Now's the time Don't beat yourself up Because remember, tender mercies God is saying, come You're struggling, come Let me help you Repent I love you I I want you to surrender. Mm. I want you to give your life to me. You don't understand what is waiting for you. Mm. The future that you have in me. I mean, we talk, a lot of people like to quote that verse in Jeremiah, you know, hope in the future. (laughs) And I know sometimes it's misquoted to like, oh, you're going to be rich. The boy and girl you want is yours. That Mercedes is around the corner. Okay, we joke, but... A Christian does have a hope in the future in Jesus Christ, our eternity, our eternity in Christ. And when you die, you're going to be with him in heaven. No doubt.
0: Mm.
1: All the riches of glory. That's exciting. So if you're struggling, go to him and say, I need you. I need to give my life to you. I need your help. And he's not going to turn you away because he's a loving father. And as a loving father, he will take you in and hold you close to his heart. So if your idea of repentance is bad, you need to get that out of your mind. Repentance is a good thing because it removes those blockages. You ever had a drain pipe get blocked? That's like what happens when you don't repent. Taking a shower and it's not going down. That's life without repentance. But the minute you clear it up, that's repentance right there. But water goes down. Pipe's still there. But it just there's some sin blocking the flow and although
2: this isn't the direct context right of the the word bodies here i think that um perhaps some of our listeners and even some here like myself are more involved on with churches on sunday morning if you are a pastor we are to offer up our churches as living sacrifices yeah holy yeah, man, and acceptable yeah, to yeah, god like in the that. same way it's easy to withhold certain aspects of your ministry whether it be because for business reasons, whether it be for uh, financial reasons, but we are to present our, our, our churches as well as living sacrifices. You know, and obviously, it's these smaller parts. Each individual person has a part to play, but it needs to reflect in our larger churches as well. And so, um, yeah, I think we need to, to be mindful of that. What are we holding back? What areas are we holding back? There's so much work to be done, and I think God is calling us to so much more than we have been doing.
1: Yeah, amen. Uh, before, and I feel that we're going to land our plane here, but before we end, does anyone else have any final thoughts that they want to share?
3: I really like what, I can't remember who said this, but I personally, I mean, I think it's an issue for everyone where it's like there's some things that are harder to like let go of, and we have to surrender them every single day. And I find myself just being God, like, I don't want to give this up, but give me the desire to want to give it up, you know, because we all have idols, but God meets us where we are. And even though we've turned our back on him, he comes and he meets us where we are. And he is so patient. And like you said, he's a loving father. And that just brings me so much comfort. Um, and that's, once again, God's mercy. It's his kindness. It's his faithfulness. It's because he's constant. And so that can give the Christian a lot of peace to think about that. When we just want to run away from him, he reminds us "You, there's nowhere that we can hide anyways. He sees us. Even if we try to run away, it's like, no, I see everything. Don't run away from me. Come to me. and I'm going to help you get through this. And so it's a really it brings me a lot of comfort and I hope everyone listening is comforted by this truth too.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to stop this podcast episode for today. Uh, when we pick back up next time, we're going to continue uh, in verse one and hopefully finish up verse one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I hope that was a blessing for you today and encouraged you. I am Greg, the Scott, the host of the defense about podcast. I had today with me, the mighty man. Hello. Thank you. thank you. for your thank you for reading the descriptions. That's my pleasure. We had Rexy. Always a pleasure. Thank you for your editing. And the Token Girl Melody. Bye. Thank you guys and God bless.